0: Hey friends and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host Bethany Lee and this is episode 379. Our guest was first on the podcast back in episode 6. I think that was, wow, uh, early 2019. Uh, Since then, a lot has developed but she has still and always been a top equestrian lifestyle blogger who has really turned her passion for riding and fashion and all things horses into a really amazing platform where she can share her favorite things and about the industry online. Lately, she's been including more and more information about safety in general, whether that is air vests, helmet safety, and skincare, and how to keep your skin and your body safe being a horse rider. She is passionate about sharing all of her favorite things, including routines, wellness practices, and much more over at Life Equestrian. So here to talk a little bit more about what's going on now in 2023, please welcome our guest today, Helen Abrams. Hi, Helen. Hi, Bethany. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. This is crazy that we did this many years ago years ago we're back (laughs) so thank you for having me again this is wonderful
0: for those of you who didn't listen to episode six that was Helen (laughs) so if you want a little overview of her life I'm sure there have been some things that have changed since then so I am so (laughs) happy to have you back um but let's start from the beginning give me a little recap how you first got started in the horse world
1: yeah definitely um you know, I've always been involved with horses. My mom is is kind of a an amazing Wild West cowgirl that still rides to this day. She's turning seventy five this year and still has three horses, rides every day. Um, she does a lot of volunteering work. Uh, she rides on the Western side of things. I'm on the English side, <laughs> uh, but I think that was instilled in me from just a very young age. So at the age of three and four, I was up on my mom's horses, and one day I just looked at her and was like, I think I want to take lessons. I think I want to learn. Um, I want to learn how to do this a little bit more, uh, you know, on a show level. And I was doing Western. Um, I was doing cattle penning. Uh, learned a little bit of roping. It's not for me. <laughs> I'm not athletic enough to do that. Uh, and then we actually lived right next to Spruce Meadows up in Calgary, Alberta, and I saw show jumping. Was like okay. This could be something that I could be really passionate about. I mean, I'm passionate about horses anyway, but I would love to learn English. So my mom signed me up for English lessons Uh, in fourth grade. I was doing just little tiny local shows and enjoying and and having fun. Um, And just from there, it's just always been in my DNA. So I've I've always tried to be around horses. Um, I did take a break throughout college, but
0: outside of that.
1: I'm back and horses are not going anywhere.
0: (laughs) I love it. Um, You are kind of like myself, really multi-passionate within the space and have a lot of different projects going on in the equestrian space. So tell me a little bit about what you're all involved in currently, um, including Life Equestrian since um, maybe the last time we chatted last about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Life Equestrian um, definitely is keeping me very busy. I do have a corporate job. I work for one of the local, um, I guess it's local, it's (laughs) Los Angeles, but one of the television uh, studios here and I'm in digital media. So I do that Monday through Friday, but I balance that with my sanity of life equestrian. I started it, gosh, I think it was almost seven years ago now. And really was just a fun place to talk everything horses and talk about kind of the the fashion of what's going in, but I really found my passion to be more in safety and safety products. Uh, now the airbags talking about, I work very closely with horse pilot and absolutely love their product um, cast helmets, uh, just talking about really that safety and prioritization when you're, when you're on the horse and doing mm-hmm. something that you love. Um, so that's kind of my new focus with life. A question is a safety and which is also kind of bled into a little bit of skincare which I I don't get into beauty too much but it's more of I most recently posted about basal cell carcinomas and just the safety of everybody wearing SPF so those pieces are are keeping me pretty busy today
0: (laughs) yeah oh I love that I love how there is um and and it still like ties together your name of life equestrian I feel like that like actually is so perfect um have you worked with Ride Equisafe
1: yet? I have not, but I've met the team and they're lovely. They're absolutely yes. wonderful. And I know they work really closely with actually a lot of the different horse airbag providers. And I, I love that they offer a variation because the number one thing with wearing safety equipment is that it fits and mm-hmm. it works for you and mm-hmm. that you wear it. <laughs> totally. So while I promote horse uh, horse pilot, it's really because I love the fit of it. It's a little bit more of a secure fit where the Helite vest gives you a little bit more room to breathe. But again, they're all incredible products that are out on the market. Mm -hmm. Uh, So really it's, you know, something that fits and works well for you and as a rider that you use
0: it. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. The more I have looked into it myself is there's so many studies out there and so many... um, Things that you I don't know, I think maybe being a consumer and being not just in the equestrian space, but for safety equipment, just in general, you kind of assume if it's out there on the market, like it's got to be safe. Right. And there are, you know, so many things that and studies that come out where maybe actually. You know this helmet isn't as safe as this one, or this vest isn't as safe as this one. And and it's so important to be educated, especially if you're going to take the time and make the decision to wear an air vest. You, know, you should be wearing the best one, right? And the one that you know, is going to keep you the most safe.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I absolutely agree. Especially helmets. There's so many different tests now that mm-hmm. are out in the market. So it's important again that it most importantly your helmet fits correctly, but then also you know, the top helmets out there are tested and do meet the requirements uh, for safety. So it is important to, to take a look and make sure that the one that you're evaluating and looking at is the right match for you, budget wise, fit, size, all of that, but also from a safety standard perspective.
0: I recently saw when I was at Ada last, and I know we've both been at Ada together before. It's always such a good time, but I saw a piece that you stick on your helmet. Have you seen this before where it will br- like light up red if you have had like a head injury of some sort or something that you need to get checked out? Because I mean, I guess I don't know why I just assumed obviously like, oh, you usually know if you like have a head injury or if you're, you know, the, these symptoms or are, are this type of fall, but like you don't even need to actually have an, a direct impact on, on your head to have a head injury. So like products like that, where it, it's so cool that they're coming out with more and more that it'll literally light up red if you've had a fall and that, you know, like kind of notifying you like, oh yeah, this was significant. You should get your head checked out. Oh my
1: gosh. That's uh, an Isn't amazing that cool? product. I Yeah. I, I think I saw that on Instagram. Um, mm. So I'm interested definitely to learn more and And to see, just like you said, you kind of think, oh, after you have a, you know, if there is a fall, which praying to God, there's not, but if there is, and you don't necessarily hit your head on the ground, the question goes, do you need to A, replace your helmet and B, what was that impact? Was it hard enough on your brain? So that's really interesting. I'm going to look that up for sure.
0: What would you say has been maybe some unexpected challenges you've faced in trying to balance your your career, your day job and your, um you know, other endeavors with life equestrian? And I know you work with um, Horse and Style. There's a lot of stuff you do within the equestrian space. And I know for me it's always so important to be involved in lots of different things. um, that, you know, just being a multi-passionate person, but what are some challenges that you face trying to kind of navigate and juggle it all?
1: Definitely the main challenge (laughs) is time and sanity. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's it's how to how to balance everything properly. And and I I try really work hard to be, you know, I'm so passionate about working with each project and each brand and elevating their story that I want to make sure I can do the best job I can for them and telling their story and giving their their brand exposure and talking about it, whether it's going to be in Horse and Style Magazine, whether it's going to be a Cross Life Equestrian, if it's going to be through a reel or photos. And I, I think the hardest part is wrapping my head around that creativity and making it come to life. And I have to say, you do such an incredible job with this. Your Thank creativity you. is incredible. Your photos and reels are beautiful, and it's it's tough. Like it's really mm-hmm. tough to be constantly creative and give that exposure for brands. Um, and and I think just that the time and sanity through all of that is difficult. But I think really sitting down, prioritizing, setting a schedule, and being uh, thoughtful about time and where, where those, where that creativity is going to be mostly focused Mm -hmm. that that's helped me the most, I think is sitting down and just looking at my, you know, two weeks ahead and looking at my calendar and going, okay, what am I doing in real time? As far as am I meeting with Kristen for photos, Mm -hmm. for videos, what are we doing? What does that creative look like? But then also understandably we have other projects going on. So then it's shifting over to that other project and and prioritizing and making sure that I I get through those next two weeks of what needs to be done, but it's it's kind of compartmentalizing those product those uh, projects definitely and looking at time and that creativity because it's it's tricky. It's the creative mind is and and I have to say I don't have nearly as of a creative mind as you do, and oh, it's it's tough to <laughs> really harness that.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, it it really is,
1: and it's. It's a tough thing to to create a project that works together with creativity, but then timelines and deadlines and articulation. So it's, I have to say, it's it's always a learning process. It's Mm -hmm. never been just easy, and that's when people think, "Oh, you're an influencer." It's like, first off, I don't like that term, but yeah, I guess it's more of I like to share products that I think are effective and work, Mm -hmm. but instead of that, there's so much that goes into it. And in people, when they learn and see what it looks like to, you know, put photos together and put reels together, it's like, oh, this is only 10% of the work. Like Mm -hmm. this is, and this is the fun side of things, but then we bring the assets home and we have to cut and crop and put it together and create Mm -hmm. that story. That's a whole other process. Like this is, it's, it's not an easy you know, one, two, three, put it up on your phone and you're done. It's, it's a, it's an entire process to put together.
0: (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. So many details, so many things that you need to be, um, continually thinking through. And I think as social media continues to, now even more so rapidly evolve you know even even things that were popular a month or two ago are are different and changing and um you have to really just keep a pulse on what your community resonates with what's important to them and that's just it it's like it's so interesting that you know you and i are um kind of doing similar things for the equestrian space but yet both Our topics and obviously geographical location play a role in that, but I would venture to say while we do, I'm sure have overlap, our audiences are probably quite different. Mm-hmm. which is so interesting yes, yes. for such a small niche of, you know, a small industry. Um, but it really is kind of catering to your community and, and what they want to see and asking them questions and providing that content. But, yeah, I know I always am like, like, influencer, fine. But I really do feel like it's it's such a different I, – I wish there was a better a role. I, I guess I usually say content creator, but um, mm-hmm. just a, just a way to – you know, not only be that for the community, for, for your followers, but also, you know, all the, th- all the relationships and the development that you provide for the different brands is also like, you know, a, on the other hand, a, a super important part. And so it's, it's so interesting because it's so multidimensional what we do. And um, yeah, just kind of from, from an outsider looking in, it's just like, oh, you like you just get like so many boxes of PR and fun <laughs> stuff, and you just like take photos all day. And and like I I know people that a handful of people that have even said like, oh, I used to think like that's kind of what you did, and like everything was so easy. But yeah, it's just I, I guess. That's why I you may, you try to make it look easy, but it's it's so many moving parts, and um, especially with it sounds like I mean from getting to know you over the years, like your um your day job, your career is very involved, and you know you're you're fully you know doing a lot of things there. I know for me it's a little bit different because my day job is still within the horse world with with being a trainer, and so it oh, just dream. You know, yeah. so lucky. <laughs> so it looks a little different, right? But um yeah, so I I'm you know, you kind of saying compartmentalizing the different areas is is truly I'm sure important. Do you ever get any like weirdness or is there like an interesting dynamic between um your career and life equestrian? Is there any overlap? like what does that kind of dynamic with um not only time but just almost like your two personas of like business Helen and influencer Helen?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a tricky balance. Um, I've always been very honest with my with my career, my colleagues, uh, with my bosses, I, I don't let my internal team. I don't really speak about Life Equestrian too much, but my bosses are aware of Life Equestrian, what's going on. Um, I'm very cognizant of making sure that my time is balanced, that I'm not bleeding through. You know, if I'm working on a on a major project um, for Life Equestrian, that I'm doing it off hours. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very cognizant to being uh, aware of my my corporate path and that corporate career and. Um, it's really what I love to do, and thankfully, it's in the digital media space as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of of parallels between, you know, what what I'm doing in the corporate world and then what's going on in life equestrian. So I think they really they do lean into each other, uh, which is really nice. Of course, it's a very different audience, but yeah. it really it helps me to understand how content is being engaged with, you know, how it's being consumed. And giving kind of ideas, although I, I don't work on the social media side of things in the corporate world. I'm mm. more on the website and analytics and uh, the digital media side, but uh, it definitely highlights a little bit of consumer consumption of of content, which helps, I think. But it, it's definitely, it can be a challenge um, because there's days that, you know, corporate world can get <laughs> pretty tough and pretty mm-hmm. political, which is what it is. Uh, I love it though. I love where I am. I've been, uh, with my team for 10 years, uh, which I'm really grateful for and, and life equestrian. Um, it's really, I I've kind of said this before, but it's, it's truly my sanity. Like it's what I love to do. And it's, it's really what balances out that corporate world. Like coming home, I don't sit and loom on anything. It's like, okay, that's done. Let's Mm -hmm. compartmentalize. Let's shift over. Let's work on life equestrian and it really does push me to, to keep going with with projects and keep things, things are very busy. So I think it's, it's a constant battle to make sure that there's that balance between all of them. But then I'm very, very careful not to bleed either of them into each other. Um, I do want to keep that separate. Also for the corporate world, I, I do have to work with HR and let them know that I have this other project uh, side business mm-hmm. that I'm working on and i'm i'm very careful to make sure that there's no risk between either of them so that's why yeah. they're kept very separate
0: right right yeah that's a good point I don't know about you, but whether it is nail inspiration, different style, home decor, or equestrian lifestyle, horse girl energy, I always get my inspiration from Pinterest. And I don't know if you knew this, but Pinterest is actually not a social media platform, but a search engine. It took me a while to really utilize Pinterest and understand the importance of it for business. My friend Kayla White over at Studio 31 just recently launched the Pin Studio, which is a -a one-of-a-kind service within the equine community that helps grow your business and generate more leads and sales than all of your social media platforms combined through the search engine of Pinterest. It's also perfect timing because it is right in time for the holidays, which is a great opportunity to show up um, for holiday sales and really be everywhere. She offers consulting or full management through Pinterest. And if you are interested in making more of a robust marketing plan for this holiday season you should check her out it is the pin studio over at studio 31 gallery that's studio the number 31 gallery.com for more information Right now, you can also book a free consultation call to really get an overview about what Kayla offers and what she can do for your business through Pinterest. So again, that's studio31gallery.com. She has been working on my Pinterest account and I am so excited to share the progress. It has already been amazing and so eye-opening. All right, let's get back to the episode. What do you, where do you see yourself, let's say like five years down the road? What does life kind of look like for you, your job, your everyday, you have a horse, um, life equestrian, what does that, what does that kind of look like for you? What do you envision? Uh, definitely a horse still, <laughs> <Love>. <laughs> definitely life equestrian. and
1: sweet. I, It's funny because people always ask me what's going on and it's, the goal is really to continue to, to engage with, with followers to consumers, more of, I guess the goal is really to share product stories and Mm -hmm. share safety stories. And the more I look at it, it's like that digital footprint is changing so much. Like you alluded to before with Instagram changing every month, it's different. The analytics are very unique. It's not what it used to be. Reels, video content, carousel content. Now it's it's tricky. It's a really tricky one to kind of wrap our head around. so I I want to say, I hope Instagram's around in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it will be. I don't know what that will look like. but I think just working with the products and brands and continuing to share their story on a digital capacity, that's gonna be the five year plan. And of course being in the horse world, uh, having a horse riding, uh, for my own passion. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll be there. And then uh, growing a family as well. We actually, I'm pregnant at the moment, so oh. I'm not in the saddle, but um, once we have uh, little Ellie in January, um, I'll be back in the saddle, which I'm very excited for. So really focusing on, you know, having, having that whole balance of a family, a horse competing, hopefully, <laughs> and uh, life equestrian in some capacity.
0: Wow, that's so exciting! How is pregnancy then? You know, it's a lot
1: of work. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I never really thought about it until
1: all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, this is this is a huge amount of work for my body to go through. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm exhausted. The hormones. Um, mm-hmm. I actually made the choice very early on to not ride. I'm 41, so I am an older pregnancy, and there are risks that come with that. So I made a choice not to be in the saddle just out of pure safety. There's a lot of riders that do ride. I have no judgment on what, every, mm-hmm. what everybody's journey is. But for me, it was just stepping out of the saddle. Um, so I really miss being in the saddle. But pregnancy is a pretty incredible journey. It's, mm-hmm. it's remarkable. And it is, for those women that have done this multiple times, is mind-blowing to me mm-hmm. because... I'm happy with one healthy baby, and yeah. we're good. but to do this four or five times, or even those women that did it nine or 10 times, it's mind blowing to me. Cause it's, it's a huge amount of work on mm-hmm. the body. Uh, and it's pretty incredible what the human body does. So uh, yeah. it, it's added a complexity to, to life equestrian and totally. to, to work in general.
0: <laughs> I hope that, do you feel like it's something that you will, I mean, you'll have like a whole new dynamic to share on there. Yeah.
1: It's, you know, I haven't focused too much on pregnancy just because I don't think my followers are, that's not why they're there. They're there for horse content, Yeah, <laughs> which not that they don't <laughs> care, but it's like I'm not going to switch over to pregnancy and talking about children's products when the whole time I've been aligned with safety products and riding and horses. So I've really been tried to really focus on keeping that narrative more about horses and Mm -hmm. a little bit less about the pregnancy. I I will kind of open up a little bit more about it, especially I think when getting back into riding, that will be the biggest piece is, you know, what's it like for the body to get back into riding? What does it feel like? Um, kind of those complexities so I think that's where I'll be a little more focused on it but for the Mm -hmm. time being I've I focused on content with Blondie on the ground and you know just connecting with them and talking about stable equipment and kind of the health and promoting health and wellness for the horse so it's been a workable narrative but I think I've had a few people that are questioning why aren't you in the saddle why aren't you jumping Uh it's like
0: Well, (laughs) I will be soon, but just not quite yet. Wow. (laughs) Do you have um, just kind of like an an open-ended time frame as far as like when you're hoping to get back in the saddle? You know, it's a constant debate with my husband because he's like,
1: (laughs) oh, you're good until, you know, June, just take your time. And I look at him, I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, quite honestly, the first day I'm able to walk, I just need to be yeah. on the horse just right. for a hack. Like maybe not, well, of course not trotting right away or cantering, right. but like, yeah, just the trail. Right? So yeah. yes, just to be in the tack is just, I'm, I cannot wait for that moment. Um, but I think my goal is to really be back and I'd like to be competing, uh, by next April. So I think that's, that's viable from what I've been told with the doctors mm-hmm. and, that's just kind of my tentative goal right now. So of course competing just more in the the local the local shows here. Um I think Desert Horse Park will be done. Uh, but just amateur stuff and getting yeah. back into the ring. So just keeping it enjoyable and focused on like equitation and hunter stuff and totally. just fun times for right now, especially Absolutely. as my body comes
0: back. Totally. <laughs> Do you have um some horsey things? in store for like the nursery and clothing what does that look like did that make you so excited oh my gosh so excited we actually we
1: already have they're having a little girl and we already have her first pair of breeches oh my <laughs> gosh yes and my mom has been so funny she actually uh, acquired a third horse uh just recently unfortunately one of her other horses passed away and she keeps calling it Ellie's horse, so oh, it's, it's already started. <laughs> it's already started, so we already have a little pony for Ellie. Which he's not technically a pony. He's actually uh, he's under fifteen hands, but but he's not like a mini. He's, not he's big, yeah, yeah. He's big, yeah. So he'll be a large pony, which will be perfect. So, oh my gosh, uh, yeah, we definitely have horses and a horse toys and for some reason I'm infatuated with unicorns.
0: Yeah. <laughs> her, yeah. Her little just, girl. Yeah, totally. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. Oh
1: gosh.
0: That so is so be, exciting.
1: Yeah, she'll be she'll be around it. I'm just curious to see if she chooses to want to ride. It True. you know it's either it's in your heart and DNA and you love it or it might not be her thing and that's yeah. totally fine. So yep. whatever she wants.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely. What would you say is an area of the industry that you are passionate about with your current season of life and work that you feel like the rest of the horse world either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about?
1: Uh, definitely safety that bleeds into skincare, which I know is kind of weird to say, it's like an equestrian, like worry about your skincare, but it's really vital. Mm. Um, having gone through the basal cell carcinoma, uh, procedures the most procedures it's so important to have that safety of wearing SPF getting your skin checked and as equestrians we're outside we're fighting the weather that's what we do and it's I mean while I'm also really passionate about horse safety with looking at you know the equestrian safety vests helmets Uh, making sure your saddle fits properly. So if you have an unplanned dismount, you can get out of the saddle Mm -hmm. safety stirrups, I think are just are, they've done some incredible things with now like hunter looking safety stirrups. Um, But along with that, it just goes into into skincare. And it's like looking at our skin as we age is so important to check and work with a dermatologist to get checked. And I think that's something that we often forget to talk about as equestrians is I've seen so much more focus on the mindset Mm -hmm. and, and the mindset of, of, you know, competition and, and working on therapeutic work, uh, which I think is incredible. But I also think we are missing a little bit of that focus on skin. And making sure it's it's not just about beauty necessarily. Mm-hmm. That's the nice side of it. It's it's really also about safety too and getting Definitely.
0: checked. As far as your apparel and any accessories and your skincare, what do you not ride without?
1: always a helmet, always my safety vest. Yes. Uh, my mom makes fun of me cause I'll go on a Western horse and I'm the only one in my English helmet. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm that girl. So it's happening. Yeah. Uh, so always a safety gear, my safety stirrups as far as, as brands. Um, I've always loved my struck breeches. I've recently been, been introduced to the area breeches, which I'm in love with. They're so comfortable so i think it's always that combination of of just wearing something that's comfortable that lets me focus on that contact with blondie when i'm riding so it's you know safety gear first making sure that's that's aligned but then also i want more than being fashion forward i want my equipment and my attire to be comfortable so my focus is is able to be 100% on blondie and and that's that's tricky as you know you've tried many different products out there and mm-hmm. it's it's really depends on what fits your body type, what fits, you know, maybe the mood of what's going on, certainly mm-hmm. the weather. And so it's important to align with all of those. Uh, and then
0: we're lucky that there's a lot of fashion options with some beautiful brands out there. <laughs> Definitely. And then um, do you usually ride in a visor on your helmet? I do. Uh, if if it's sunny and not too
1: windy, um, right. I will always be in a visor. Yes. The Celeste visor. are my favorite. They're UV protection. Um, I actually jump in mine as well. You can kind of see through it. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't offer, it's not like a huge block. Um, They do have to be securely put on. They have, it has kind of taken off with the wind a little bit. Yeah, with gusty
0: wind. Yeah, all bets are off.
1: (laughs) Yes. With a gusty wind, I would say no, no go on the visor. But outside a gust of wind, I haven't had any issues of it coming off. And I, I love my visor. Um, especially now just being so aware of of sun protection (laughs) right
0: absolutely oh that's great well Helen thank you so much for taking the time and coming on giving me a little update on your life there's so many exciting things happening right now and I just really look up to you as a a fellow uh, you know equestrian content creator in the space and I think you do such an amazing job and I wish you all the best Oh, thank you so much. I I completely agree. I, I you know I actually really
1: look up to you and your content. I remember a couple of years ago connecting with you and just in watching your your products grow and, and watching everything that you've done and seeing your continued success is incredible. And I'm so happy for you. Thank uh and you. definitely thrilled to be partnering with you. So thank you for having me on and definitely looking forward to working with you more and seeing what you come up with. You're a creative genius. So thank you for (laughs) for constantly
0: raising that bar. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.